Today on This is a Science Podcast, we'll virtually travel to Ecuador to see what some herpetologists are up to. Turns out there's a mute toad who breaks its vow of silence after a hundred years. A controversial practice attempts to save wild species. And gummy frogs are real. Put on your bug spray and lace up your boots as we head into the tropical rainforest. Hi, I'm Kenny P, and I'm a science super enthusiast. And I'm Kelly Colby with a degree in biology I haven't touched since I earned it. Now, Kelly, you mentioned herbatologist up in the Mm -hmm. intro. What specifically is that? The herbatologists are the scientists that study reptiles like snakes and crocodiles and amphibians like salamanders and frogs, which is what we're talking about tonight. And it's also why we're going to Ecuador, because they have 658 species of amphibians and 623 of them are frogs. Wow, that's incredible. And Ecuador is in South America somewhere? Yeah, that's right, Kelly. It's the west coast of South America between mm. Colombia and Peru. Nice. Hey, you know what? You know what? All toads are frogs, but not all frogs are toads. You're kidding. I didn't know that. I, I just I just figured all toads just sprang up from the dirt. <laughs> Come on, you didn't think that was real, did you? No. Of course that can't be real. <laughs> just like our next segment, that can't be real. I'm going to tell you about two new species of glass frog that were discovered in the Andes Valley at the Gaia La Bamba River. Is that real? It is. It's the Gaia La Bamba River. Now, I know you're wondering, what is a glass frog? Well, if you can picture a two centimeter, which would be about three quarters of an inch, tiny little frog that Kind of looks like it's made of gummy material. Okay, I have to look at this now. Let me let me let me get to the show notes. Holy moly, this thing! You know, you know what it looks like to me. What's that? It looks like those little gummies at Halloween that had the organs in them that you can see them on the inside. That's what this looks like. It does not look real. What could be a better camouflage than transparency, right? Mm-hmm. You imagine that little fella on the leaf. It just looks like a a water droplet with maybe a bit of schmutz in there. But you look closer, you can see a beating heart. On the female frogs, you can maybe see some eggs in there. That is so cool. (laughs) It's great camouflage. I think I might feel naked all the time, though. Now, glass frogs aren't necessarily new to scientists. There's 150 species, but what is new are these specific species they found in the Gaia La Bamba River. It's so fun to say. Well, you know, your awesome discovery here. I also have a great discovery, and I'm going to talk about it in our Discovery in the Wild. So I want you to, this one, you need to go there. Okay. So in your brain, okay. I want you to picture yourself yep. as the, the uh, herpetologist Jorge Brito. Mm-hmm. He's hiking through the tropical forest of Ecuador, listening to all the sounds you normally hear in the forest. There are frogs and crickets and a whole lot of buzzing bugs and all of those things, leaves rustling. And then he hears like this unidentified chirping. He kind of thinks it's a 
cricket, but not one he can identify. I imagine there's a lot of strange chirping in the in the jungle. Right? I would be like, I couldn't identify any of it, so I would just keep walking. But not Jorge. Jorge was like, hold on, I need to figure out what that is. So he went off and he found this little toad. And he's it's called a Ranella feste. Not new to scientists. They know this toad. They've known it for about 100 years. It's a little brown toad with rough skin and like a really pointy nose. It's really cute. And so they knew it. But what they didn't know, they thought that this toad was mute. Why would they assume that it's mute? Ah, well, first of all, they had never heard it say anything. But they also found out that this frog has no vocal sac and it has no vocal slits. So even if it could make some kind of noise, no one would be able to hear it. But they were wrong. This little guy was singing away and having a great old time. They even got him back to camp and got a microphone so that they could record him. So he was just shy this whole time. Right? He was waiting for his podcast debut. And let's let him have it. Are you ready to hear what he sounds like? Uh, I'd love to. All right, here we go. Well, that's just a musical delight. Right? He's such a good little frog. I don't know why he was so shy. He should sing to us more. Hello, my baby. Hello, my honey. Hello, my ragtime gal. You know what I'd call that, Kelly? What would you call that, Ken? I'd call that a creative solution. That's right. (laughs) Like our next segment. What a coincidence. So... Ecuador has all this biodiversity and all these wonderful frog species. And of course, scientists want to study these frogs in their natural habitat, right? Mm -hmm. But also, these frogs are so cool and adorable and exotic that people want them for pets. I mean, they are pretty. I always want to pet them. So what often happens is there's an illegal frog smuggling situation going on. Mm, That's no good. As far back as I can remember, I always wanted to be a gangster. And these frog poachers, they can smuggle them into Europe, for for instance, and sell them for $600 a piece. That's a hefty fee. But I'm I'm not seeing the solution, though. So what's the solution to this? Well, it's a little controversial, but these scientists have decided to breed the frogs and then undercut the frog smuggling black market. I drink your milkshake. Hmm. Well, that's kind of clever, trying to make like a domestic trade kind of thing. That's right, Kelly. Well, I hope they do it. That could be cool. We could get nice, colorful frogs legally without hurting the ecology of any country. Well, that's it for today, Kelly. I've been Kenny P. And I am Kelly Colby. Thank you for joining us on our adventure into Ecuador. Next week on This is a Science Podcast, we'll explore ecologists in China gathering leeches for conservation research and to prank their colleagues. Well, they're too late for April's Fool's. It's still fun.